I might go in and, and edit that out if it'll um, hold on, I'm, I might just go back and restart because now I've thrown myself off mentally. <laughs> um. <laughs> Woo! Okay, cool. I'm ready. Hey there, Film Buds. Welcome back to the Film Buds podcast. I'm your host, Paul, and I'm joined, currently pretty usually, by my wife, Lauren. Hi! Uh, so... How are, how are you, dear? I'm good. I'm good. I guess, I don't know, I'm a little... Let's do this now. Yeah, yeah. You no, know? that's fair. But I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's fair. Um, I'm honestly a little bit tired. Hmm. The, the early morning is kind of coming around on me, but that's all right. Um, so for those of you who don't know, um, today... Lauren and I are going to be talking about uh, two shows, two series. Both of them deal with uh, 9-11, both in different ways. Uh, one is a documentary, one is a fictionalized account based on a, on a real book. Uh, the first one is Turning Point, and the second one is The Looming Tower. Um, we decided to kind of, you know, do this episode... A little while ago but we ended up not finishing turning point or the looming tower in time honestly um you know things just sort of got in the way um you know and it, it's pretty heavy subject matter we finished watching looming tower actually just this morning mm. um so but we wanted to do it because it's it's something that you know is a historical event of interest for me on a certain level, and also because, you know, it did turn 20 this year, uh, the event, you know, it happened 20 years ago, and I'm always curious about how things are portrayed in, in film and television and things like that, uh, especially with hindsight, and, you know, every, everyone has an opinion that they're trying to portray, even in a documentary or a TV show. Um, and so I thought that would be interesting to go and look at two very recent releases. Um, Looming Tower uh, is from uh, 2018, and Turning Point came out this year. And uh, I don't know, I thought that it would be interesting to go and, and look at it um, to sort of put any listeners' minds at ease uh, we're not going to necessarily get too far into the politics, particularly of anything. Um, but I'll just say, you know, the one thing that I think is a universal opinion is that both sides uh, across multiple administrations made a lot of very, very bad decisions. Um, and that's all that I'll really say about the actual politics of anything regarding it. But I think that we're going to try and keep it, you know, pretty civil pretty focused on the content itself and how it's talking about these things and mm -hmm. what it wants you to feel and think about these things. Um, you know, because we're not using this for some sort of platform, per se. You know, n not like this, especially not on something that I'm nowhere near informed enough to to possibly have a proper, uh, you know, use of this platform for. So yeah, yeah, I feel like I need to... To really look at the the facts written down more and like this was great for like a visual kind of 
understanding of of the events of 9-11 but I feel like personally I still need to go and really just kind of digest everything that happened and like reevaluate some of the the facts you know just just for myself and not necessarily I guess reevaluate but like you know just cement what these things are for myself so that way that I can like you know have a better understanding of what truly you know happened mm-hmm not and not in any sort of you know conspiratorial way but it, just in the sense of like understanding the who the why the when in actual detail like reading the actual looming tower book no yeah mm-hmm. because like i think that it's really important to have a an understanding of history as as history you know no sugarcoating no no you know i don't know i don't i want to hear the whole story mm-hmm I don't want to just hear one side of it. I don't want to hear the victor's version of history. I want to, I want to hear the facts as mm-hmm. they were, as they happened. Mm-hmm. You so, know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's all that I have to really get us started. We might talk about some other stuff afterward. I guess it kind of depends on how we feel a little bit at the end. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, we do have, of course, a clip for you. We're going to go ahead and start with Turning Point. And we've got a clip, so uh, take a quick listen. It was a beautiful fall morning. There was the loudest noise I had ever heard. And it got dark. Pieces of this story continue to come together. I've never seen anything like this. I whispered into the president's ear, America is under attack. I'm convinced military action will not prevent acts of terrorism. So that was Turning Point 9-11 and the War on Terror, which as I said came out this year, 2021. And it is directed by Brian Knappenberger, and the premise is this unflinching series documents the 9-11 terrorist attacks from Al-Qaeda's roots in the 80s to America's forceful response, both at home and abroad. Um, so do you want me to start, or do you want to start? Or... Sure, you can start. Okay. I didn't think that you were going to want to start. No. Um, but I <laughs> thought that I would ask. Uh, so... I saw this one, and I I was sort of instantly drawn to it. You know, once I saw it, I was like, oh, I do want to watch that. Because um, it is something that has, you know, been a part of the aftermath of 9-11, you know, the war in Afghanistan and all of that has been a part of our life for, you know, 20 years now. And so... I thought it was interesting to go back and 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 revisit the roots, uh, just for myself personally, uh, because again, you know, I know some of the broad strokes of certain things, mm-hmm. you know, but I didn't know certain key details, certain key figures, etc. Mm-hmm. So I I was immediately sort of drawn in to the concept, uh, and I immediately wanted to watch the series. And ultimately what I'll say just sort of up front is that I'm, I'm glad that I did, but that that first episode is definitely like... It's hard. It, it's an incredibly rough experience, um, you know, because the first episode you start with sort of 
the events of yeah they the day ripped of that band-aid right on off they're yeah. like here here's the day here it is right there yeah and so even though it, it sort of chronologically documents things pretty much every episode for the first three or so mm-hmm. starts with some sort of um accounting of certain perspectives on the day of yeah um because it's like the third episode i think that you have the perspective from the pentagon yeah um so overall i found it very effective and i'm glad that i watched it but it was also a very difficult watch Mm. um and that's i think how i'll how i'll start it dear how did you feel Whew, boy howdy yeah i would i would second that opinion um it was tough and i mean i think that once we got past the events the the day of events and like started to like really go through the history of 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 9-11 and the things that, that came before and and how we got to today um it was really informative and i think that at the end of the day, I'm glad that I watched it, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I would have watched this one on my own. Okay, that's fair. Um, now, overall, I would say that I think the the documentary for me does a really good job. It, it chronicles, you know, like it says, the, the sort of full scope of the events, which is also actually what the Looming Tower book itself kind of chronicles. This is sort of taking taking a page pun intended from the book um (laughs) uh and it's going through and it's it's trying to chronicle that full story that full scope and i think for the most part it's pretty effective at doing a lot of the similar ground that is treaded by the looming tower on a certain level Mm -hmm. um where i think that for me the documentary did start to probably taper off and get a little bit on on the weaker side was probably more once we hit modernity a little bit more so sort of once we got into the obama years i felt like we really moved through the obama years oh oh yeah yeah and the trump years and that sort of thing up to now pretty quickly because the the whole series is five hours 12 minutes long broken up into five episodes Mm -hmm. and so for me i felt like i maybe needed another episode in there no, I'd say that that's I'd say that that's fair because I felt like they took a lot of care with um with earlier episodes and it did kind of feel like a and then we ended it. You know, we kind of just like skipped over a lot of a lot of key details um that I guess they didn't think were very necessary, but I feel like I feel like at the end of the day since the the war just ended, I don't know, quotes that I don't know. Um, I think that it's weird that they kind of were just like, these presidencies happened during this time, but like, I guess had no opinion about it. I don't know. I don't know the politics of it, and I don't really care to to know. But I just think that that's, I, I, I agree with you saying that um, it's weird that they just kind of like, skipped over those two very, very big jumps. Um, I feel like the general opinion from from my perspective of the episodes that did deal with the obama administration the opinion is that they were collectively in that office a little overly optimistic 
and ultimately a little unrealistic on what some of the goals that they were aiming for with also how they were hoping to achieve them. Um, yeah. And then also ended up just wandering into the the general opinion for me kind of is that like everyone ended up making the same blunder which is no one had a plan um and i feel like they just sort of use that as a short way to move through the obama and the trump administration it could also be an issue i guess of access to people and information who you know because i will say that they get like two people from the bush administration um to come in and, and go on record so they get incredible that's a real strength of this documentary as well, is that it mm-hmm. does have really, really strong primary sources as interview subjects. Yeah, and it's it's really interesting to hear um, from from people who were who were working in politics at that time to um, to hearing from survivors and and loved ones of those who who who. Um, who lost their lives that day and it's just it was just i think that it was just really really beautifully done it's just you know it's a it's a hard topic and i think that that's something that will probably push people away from from watching it but like if you're if you are one of those people who who want to know i would i would um i would consider this a great resource yeah for sure um and Honestly, um, you know, and, and I certainly don't want to necessarily get political, but it's interesting to hear what both of the people from the Bush administration say, because, you know, there are certain ways that they are from, I think, even as if I were an interviewer, there are ways that I would have found their answers to my questions a little bit unsatisfactory on a certain level and so but it is interesting as a viewer to then sit and and have all the story playing out and kind of weigh what's being said to also what else is being said what else is being shown what else is being documented and to kind of weigh their perspective against it actively is is interesting and i i do recommend the series quite a bit um no yeah do you watch um do you watch a lot of like more i guess historic i know that you watch a lot of like animal documentaries this is a documentary focused question um (laughs) i know that you watch a lot of animal docs do you typically go out of your way to watch things about like historical events or or atrocities or things like that um i i guess that's not really like my morbid curiosity i think that i um I found the the Ted Bundy documentary on Netflix fascinating, and I would highly recommend that as well. Um, but that's kind of like where my curiosities usually go towards when it comes to like historical events. It's usually like you know the oddities mm-hmm. of of the human psyche that I kind yeah. of like. I, I think that that's probably because like I I definitely grew up in a household that like you know watched Criminal Minds and like CSI and I just kind of I love a I love a good mystery and I think that I think that those are always like you know the the biggest mysteries of all are the you know the spooks in the night. <laughs> no, I definitely get that. Um, I'm drawn toward them um, occasionally, intermittently. You know, I really enjoy um, like. Uh, I think it's Dirty Money on mm-hmm. Netflix, which is a great docu series. It's an anthology docu series, 
so I can certainly be drawn toward it just because I'm I'm fascinated by I guess um, I think that there's a, a spectrum you know there 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 is sort of you know a known spectrum of of sort of you know sociopathy not saying that anyone involved in like you know the 9-11 thing is a sociopath but i'm i mean some people were obviously but i'm fascinated in in a lot of events that have criminality at a high level that is sort of i guess um you know just as just as damaging as you know like a ted bundy but in a totally different way kind of like like the mob yeah but is is ultimately just as much a symptom of a similar sort of mindset, this sort of predatory mindset. And mm-hmm. I'm fascinated by that on a certain level. So I'm drawn to a lot of, I guess, things like the 9-11 documentary, like um, like Wormwood. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Wormwood is nuts. And so I'm definitely drawn toward things like that on a certain level, mm-hmm. I would say. Um I mean, I guess it also just really depends on the subject matter for me, and, um... This was not one that you would normally go to yourself. Oh, no, and, like, I knew, like, with the with the 20th anniversary now past, but, like, with it with it lingering in the air, uh, it was something that I, I knew that I needed to, 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 to rip off a little bit, you know, not, not be afraid of this event anymore, and... So I, I'm glad that we did it, mm-hmm. but also like I'm glad that it's done. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. One one actual way that I thought that it definitely I thought glanced over some of the aftermath, and maybe this is just something that is more of what I found personally interesting. That you know I can't critique them for for not including. I was a little surprised that they didn't show any of the sort of uphill battle that has taken place for um first responders afterward to get uh adequate health care and and compensation sort of you know for how much mm-hmm. this has taken a toll on them um which is a big cause of actually uh john stewart um I mean, I so, feel like that's a whole, like, other documentary. But know? I feel like that itself could have been a whole episode. And maybe yeah. that's my thing is, like, you know, The Looming Tower was ten episodes. This was five. I could have I could have gone for, for probably, maybe not ten of this show, but probably closer to, like, six or seven. Yeah, because, I mean, I guess eventually you would have to stop talking about, you know, direct two-day of events and, and really, yeah, start to move past that and, like, the effects of what happened to... I guess not only the the people of New York, but also like the city itself. You mm-hmm. know, it took them forever to 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 do the the monument and stuff like that. And, you know, we could have talked about erecting this whole thing and how long mm-hmm. that took and, and the history behind the dis- the decision and all of that jazz. I was very interested in how they brought, and I wasn't expecting them to take it here. You know, and this was definitely a way that they surprised me in a in a sort of a good way when they brought up the discussion on the Islamic cultural center, um, that ended up not getting built. And I remember when that was getting talked about and how it was getting branded as, as a mosque by a lot of people, unfortunate, uh, you know, as like a negative thing. Yeah. And 
it's it's really unfortunate what happened and i love how they i love that they end with his words because i think that he has a very profound final final message of peace that mm-hmm. definitely is very um it resonates yeah you, you know and i i think that i think that both of these shows had um a real like hindsight kind of hindsight 2020 kind of mindset behind them because mm-hmm. They were, I think, they were taken with a with more care than than if they had come out right after yeah. the events because there was a lot of hate. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think it's definitely the right time. I do think that that you know, twenty years is a good time to start to investigate. We can talk about that a little bit more also after Looming Tower discussing. Yeah sort of fictionalized versions of history around mm-hmm. this event. Um, but as far as this documentary was concerned, I thought that it handled what was very difficult subject matter, for the most part, very tactfully. I think that it definitely wants you to know that... If there's one thing I think that it wants you to know, it's that a war with no end in sight is a futile effort that only begets more war. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, at the end of the day, peace is always still an option. It's a tough option, but it's always an option. And I would say that that's probably the overall filmmaker's objective. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Um, I thought that it was cleansing, I guess, is a is a, is a good way to, to put it. And... I think that this is, for me, a, a step in the right direction. I have definitely been avoiding, like, the plague this this one day in history. Um, but, like, I think that I think that it is time for for us as a nation to shed the this skin and, you know, move move forward to towards peace. Um, what would you? Uh... What would you give the documentary overall? Oh, God, I thought that this thing was super effective. You know, I was crying left, right, and center. I think that they did a great job. You know, the the emotional payoff is is tremendous from this thing. Um, so I'd, I'd say I'd give it like a, a four and a half out of five. Okay. I'm going to go with a four. Okay. Um, I did feel like those last few parts were just a little bit rushed. Um and there are definitely some some places that I feel like they could have gone and didn't go that that help that hampered the story a little. And like maybe that's just because you know you know how politics are. It's oh, yeah. it's it takes time for all this information to to come out. So maybe they just you know just didn't have the access to it. No, Who for knows? sure. Um, but overall, I definitely think that it was very good, and mm-hmm. and I would recommend it. Yeah. Um, moving on, we now have a fictional series. Um, the Looming Tower, and we have a clip, so take a listen. This isn't a war about one man. His people actually believe. You are making a mistake, sir. Someday this administration will be remembered for the risks it didn't take. This world is... What I need you for is to figure out what happens next so we can stop it. So that was The Looming Tower which is a Hulu series based on the Pulitzer Prize-winning story by Lawrence Wright, uh, also called The Looming Tower. 
And the premise is a look at how the rivalry between the CIA and FBI inadvertently set the stage for the tragedy of 9-11 and the war in Afghanistan. Wow, that was a full sentence. Yeah. So, uh, the show stars Jeff Daniels, Tahir Rahim, Ren Schmidt, Bill Camp, uh, Louis Cancelemi, Cancelemi? Uh, can sell me? Uh, Virginia Cull. Sorry about that last name, my guy. Um, Michael Stolbarg and Peter Sarsgaard, uh, with a, a few brief appearances by Alec Baldwin as well. Um, do you want to start this one? Um, sure. So I think, I think watching these shows kind of simultaneously almost, like very close together... Um, was very helpful because we got like the very you know these are the facts in in the looming tower and this one was definitely the the dramatized version and simplified in some places i know that some people were not exactly mm-hmm. who who the actual person was in real life but you know got to get the the story told somehow yeah they, they make a few composites and that kind of thing yeah but i thought that it was um it was very effective and this show literally takes the exact opposite approach with the day of it does it does not start with it and i mm-hmm. think that it is really interesting to to see the the events that that kind of led up in in again this very dramatized version of history um mm-hmm. way to to what happened because like i've never i've never really known yeah and i think that this was a very nice digestible kind of easy way to get this information without necessarily having to go to the textbook version which i would say that the looming tower was i mean Uh, the um turning point turning point Ah, god these names yeah um so i think that it was great i really enjoyed watching it in in conjunction with this uh the documentary as well it, it was kind of how i felt about when i did oj uh, mm-hmm. the people versus oj i went and i watched all of the documentary and then i went and watched uh all of the the fx show mm-hmm. by the way the looming tower is on hulu i forgot to mention that and turning point is on netflix um i really enjoyed this a lot it was interesting seeing a real life person from turning point Ali Sufan as a character in mm-hmm. like he's like the, the main Looming character. Tower. Yeah, he's pretty much our yeah he's our he's our actual main protag. So I really really enjoyed it. This one, whereas Turning Point, I think was was laying the blame kind of a lot of places. This story is definitely it's about feud and rivalry and kind of how Hamilton you know the musical takes uh the real life feud that did exist between burr and hamilton and use it for these overarching themes and metaphors and ideas i think the looming tower reaches for that as well Mm -hmm. i'm not sure it always lands each one of those blows as effectively as i would like it to Mm -hmm. but i do think that it swings pretty well for the most part um i was really pleased with a lot of the performances jeff daniels does a great job bill camp does a great job um tahir rahim does a great job Mm -hmm. michael stolbark does great like honestly no one does a bad job cast wise 
the issue for me is truly in the writing and in some of the ways that they that they do shortcut and i think shortchange the narrative and I, i if i had to give the show truly one note it's that you know the fbi are clearly meant to be our good guys the uh al-qaeda cell is is meant to be our bad guys but are bad guys that are partially the result of bad action before you know and some of them are out and out evil who were manipulators but some of them are confused people who have been manipulated and Uh and they they paint them with a much broader brush and then the true but the true antagonists the true bad guys of the show are the cia and i think that they paint them with an almost cartoonishly evil brush and i think that that does sometimes hinder some of those characters arguments yeah and i mean like i don't know if these people were really like this in real life but i mean i i really hope not because honestly how did you get so high up in in your career mate you know like some of these people like are just portrayed as as is the worst evil people whoever whoever existed and like i mean i don't know if that's real or not i'm not saying that but i'm just saying that um i would not want to work for you and i think that i think that this is this is the problem guys mm-hmm. um but no i think that overall it's a, it's the weakest point because they take um a real life guy who was um the head of the cia task force and um he's a composite character here they fictionalize him and they definitely hint at his sort of future as a guy who would end up going on to you know write this book about bin laden and do all of these other things that that the show knows that he goes on to do they put all of that in there and maybe it was all in there you know at the time but but they definitely they i feel like they ham it up to really make him seem like a bit of a madman no yeah they really kind of make him kind of like um what's his name like charles manson or something as like he's mm-hmm. he, they really portray this guy as like a kind of sociopathic cult leader dude who's just like manipulating the cia and and all of their agents to to not share intel and and uh, and bada bing bada boom that's mm-hmm. how that's that's how things happened and we gosh darn could have fixed it if only if you only shared some intel but you know stinginess is bad yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah so overall i definitely thought that that element could be improved they go out of their way to um definitely make sure that pretty much everyone in the fbi is is favorably viewed um and and not to say that anyone in the fbi was like a bad person but like i'm not sure that they get the same they don't ever get i think any kind of real mark against them to the same way that like they really lay every drop of this at the cia no yeah i mean like and they're like really trying to make some like you know our main our main guy has like affairs like left right and center and they are just like painting him as just like this confused man and like yeah i get that like that could have been his reality sure but also like i don't think that the cia got painted as nicely as this man that they're just like you know being like oh gosh he's just a tortured soul 
Whereas, like, they are all evil, evil twirling mustachers over there. Gosh darn them. You know, burn them all and inhale. I don't know. Um. <laughs> I think that this could have used, honestly, the, the documentary treatment. Mm. Um, it's based on a Pulitzer Prize winning book that covers a very, very expansive period of time. And when I was watching it, I oftentimes felt like, like Turning Point was, you know, a similar story to Looming Tower. And I was like, I don't understand why Looming Tower didn't end up a documentary and it ended up a dramatized show. Mm. Um, I don't know, maybe for the digestibility of it. Yeah, you know? perhaps. It's a lot of information. And like, that's what I really learned about all of this with watching both of them is just like, there's so much that that I still don't truly fully comprehend of what happened yeah. on that day, you know, and and the the time leading up towards it. No, absolutely. Um, I think maybe Looming Tower could have almost done something similar to Wormwood, where it has all of this documentary footage, mm. but then it has all of this very very high end. Yeah. recreation footage um and hybridize the two and i think that that could have been yeah, really, really successful like, as a splice them together because then we could have you know had uh, had ali Sufan on you know on the dramatized version of it and then we could have had him being interviewed still and it would have you know coincided more i think directly yeah and I think that that would have worked really well because the looming tower did have some of the footage of like events and mm -hmm. um you know things that it's happened spliced in some real footage yeah. yeah but i think that they could have they could have gone a little bit you know i think that overlapping them more would have would have made a a nice show no i think i think that i absolutely agree with that um have you have not seen um zero dark 30 can you remind me of what Zero Dark That's the one is? that's about the Bin Laden hunt. No, 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 okay. no. Um, no, I have not seen that one. Is I... that one? Is that one Catherine Bigelow? Is that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, um, I think that that one. I think the Looming Tower. I don't know. I think that it sometimes. It just doesn't sometimes. I think hit as as squarely as I would like it to, and. And I think that, like, if we watch um, Zero Dark Thirty, you, you'll see what I mean. I feel like it does a better job of hitting its theme on the head without sometimes being quite so heavy-handed. Um, I think a really great instance of, like, where you definitely see the artistic license of the Looming Tower for me is in the congressional hearing footage. Mm. Where in real life, it was in one of the, like, I think probably windowless rooms of the Capitol and it has like, you know, all of the fluorescent lights of a government building and it, it looks like, you know, every time you see C-SPAN footage of a congressional vote or mm -hmm. a hearing, it looks like that. Whereas in the Looming Tower, the show, it's suddenly this very blue tint, you know, mood, atmosphere, lighting, <laughs> and like it's not at all the congressional chamber and... And that was also probably potentially, you know, a budgetary thing. You know, we can't put it in the in the congressional chamber. But 
they go out of their way to evoke a very different tone and mood than the reality of the events. And so you definitely feel the artistic license, I think, a little bit heavier than I would like. Well, yeah, no. (laughs) There were were times that it kind of, the, um... Us, like, flipping from, like, the White House, like, an obvious White House to, like, then now we're on a set. There were times where I was like, that's not the White House! Mm -hmm. I don't know where y'all are! (laughs) But look at these nondescript hallways that you're walking through. (laughs) I found that very distracting, but other other than that, you know. No, absolutely. You you talking about the congressional thing made me think of them just being, like, in in nondescript capital rooms. (laughs) No, absolutely. Just like, some DC, hallways. Yeah. DC place. <laughs> DC place number two. <laughs> no, I think that's all fair. Um, but for the most part, I really, I honestly did quite enjoy it. And I think that it's it's definitely worth a watch. Um, I don't think, and this is something I was going to mention, everything uses obviously like the, the real life footage of the attack. Mm-hmm. Um, where I do and I think that it's good that we're finally at this place where we are doing stories about it and documentaries and fictionalization because, you know, it's always good to to tell stories and tell people stories. And um, Yeah. What I don't think that we are at yet is the point of going to a team of animators and be like, okay, it's time for you guys to animate the the plane hitting the tower what what (laughs) we're not at the point of anyone ever doing any kind of dramatization of like the impact itself i think that for the next many years we're going to i'm not watching that movie (laughs) (laughs) i had a hard time with the movie that came out like um with, with what's his name nick cage yeah, the and World it, Trade Center. Ah, yeah, like, I had to tap out of that movie, mm-hmm. and I don't, I literally won't watch that. I'm yeah. sorry. If and anyone like, makes it, <laughs> Lauren's not watching it. You know, I think, I think that, uh, I think that you're gonna have a hard time with your animators, you know? <laughs> like, I think you're gonna have to, it's gonna be a hard sell to tell your animators that they now have to sit down and watch, like, hours of real-life 9-11 Ugh. footage to then go and digitally oh, recreate God, no. 9-11. Absolutely not. Yeah, so I this don't think isn't... that that's gonna happen any time in the near future, even by, even by half. You spoke it into existence, now, now somebody's writing it down, right now. <laughs> They're writing down the worst idea right now. Um, uh, <laughs> A great example of a, another movie that came out that was much sooner that some people, I think, thought was too soon. You know, some people thought the World Trade Center movie was too soon. You mentioned that movie. Oh. Um, another movie that some people thought was a little bit too soon was the United 93 movie by uh, Paul Greengrass, which came out yes. in, let me see when United 93 came out. 2006 so five years later i just um and it's a really good movie it's a it's a tough movie as well but it's a really good movie Mm. very very hard and i understand why some people felt like it was too soon but he is very respectful i think with it well i think that that's i think that that's the best way to do this honestly is is to respect to to respect the day respect the source material respect the people you know and do the best that you can because I, I don't know. I think that this thing is going to be be around for a while. And I think that I think that it's good to, to remember. But also, like, 
I really don't want to watch some like cartoon version of it. I don't. Yeah. You know, I think that I think that that in itself is is distasteful. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Um, what would you give Looming Tower overall? Um, I think that I'd give Looming Tower a four. Okay, I'm gonna. I'll give it a four, but it's light. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, if it if it weren't for for Jeff Daniels and uh, to hear Raheem being so charming, I'm not sure that it would have crossed all the way into a four for me. No, yeah, I think that they did a really good job though. Um, with with understanding, and this was this was something that like right after nine eleven was really uh, offensive. That we we just like we we made everybody who who even remotely looked like they possibly practiced any islamic you know followings teachings that we've just made everybody into a terrorist and i think that that was something that this didn't do Mm -hmm. you know and i was i was really happy about that because i was like it's been enough we've had enough of it yeah you know for sure and i think that this is this is something that um that um that took the that took the time and and the care to to understand that that's not that's not the correct way that we should have been looking at this and and past decisions were made and mistakes happened but we shouldn't keep perpetuating those stereotypes and um and move forward and and be better no i think that's i think that's all very fair um so yeah that was that was sort of our our overview of it it was definitely hard i definitely recommend it um but i also of course always recommend you you know going and and looking for good information from good verified sources and learning history and and making sure that you learn you know the the correct history i know that that sounds weird but you know in this age of misinformation there there are such things as mm. incorrect histories and accountings of events and no yeah yeah for sure that are and i'm not talking about things that are skewed with a bias i'm things i'm talking about things that are openly divorced from reality mm. um and so you know bias is one thing actively perpetuating a any sort of false narrative for any sort of historical event um is harmful yeah and so it's good to go out and and expose yourself to history and different perspectives on history um and really try and and learn what you can from people who know what they're talking about with these things yeah with not only your history or your your nation's history but you know go out a go and and experience somebody else's history because Mm -hmm. it can be really enlightening to to connect the dots of history you know because everybody has experienced the same amount of time Mm -hmm. you know so like let's fill in the gaps of of what everybody was doing in all points of time it wasn't just you know it wasn't just one time in history where america was just doing things and nobody else was you know (laughs) um so yeah, uh, I hope that you enjoyed the episode. I hope that you go and, and if you are up to seeking it out, I hope that you find as much value from it as we did. Um, dear, would you like would you like to do anything more, or do you think that that's about 
all that our listeners have the... Honestly, if they've made it this far, I think that we should set them free. <laughs> all right. Well, then we can go ahead and, and call it a day, folks. Um, we'll, we'll do some more usual stuff and what we've been watching and things like that next week. Uh, next week actually starts the Halloween season. Woo! Next Friday is October 1st. And... I'm quite pumped. We're going to do a whole Halloween episode, or series of episodes. It's going to be a whole Halloween-themed month. I'm excited. We have Lauren's Picks, which is actually one movie that's two movies. It's Death Proof. Uh, Or uh, Grindhouse, excuse me. The the Quentin Tarantino-Robert Rodriguez uh, combination film with Death Proof and Planet Terror. And then after that, we're going to do both of the Dawn of the Dead films, the original and the remake. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll be joined by Sky Tilly on that one, uh, which will be a great time. Sky's a good guy. We've <laughs> got Hispanic heritage in horror films with Kronos and Tigers Are Not Afraid. And we also have a silent film yeah. uh, that's horror films with Nosferatu and, and The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. So the the month is going to be pretty exciting. Yeah, um, a little bit of everything. Yeah, so I know that this episode was a little bit of a downer, but but next week is going to be back to more upbeat, more fun things. Also, sometime in October, we'll probably um, hear from Henry, so we'll we'll have some sort of update to give y'all in October. Maybe he'll yeah. have some sort of update to give y'all. Currently, I don't know. I haven't heard from him. Uh, that happens at basic training, so... I mean, you'll have to keep <laughs> listening to find out whether or not, you know, he, he comes on. Yeah. So, as always, uh, keep watching things. Uh, you know, keep sending us your questions, your recommendations. We're thinking about making November International Cinema Month. Mm-hmm. So, if you're one of our international listeners in India, uh, I believe we have some in Kuwait uh you know go and send us some some recommendations and we'll go and and we'll talk about international cinema all throughout the month of november potentially so go email us at the film buds podcast at gmail.com follow us on twitter at the film buds follow us on instagram at the film buds podcast we even have a linkedin page people you can find us everywhere so (laughs) and if none of that does it for you then there's always uh, thefilmbuds.com as yeah. well. So you've got a lot of ways, you know, if you're here and a, and a longtime listener, you already know. If you're a new listener, go and get on it. Drop us a review. Um, have a great day, folks. And we'll, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.